welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today is the sermon that Pastor Gary preached on December 13th. It focuses on Bethlehem and the way that that little town plays such a key and important role in what God is up to in the Christmas story. Here it is, the audio recording of Pastor Gary's sermon from December 13th. So I was trying to figure out this passage from Micah, if it was my second or third most favorite prophecy, because I kind of get them jumbled up a little bit, because I have this general sense of the prophecy, and as it unfolds, and it gets a little hard sometimes to to find them in the order that I would say fulfills or really lifts up my spirit. And of course, we heard a little bit of prophecy, even from Mary, as we hear, hear uh, Pastor Nate as he read for us Mary's song as a part of our gospel reading for, for today, and the way that just conjures up new imagery for us of what this means for God to break into the world anew, to be a part of our lives in so many astounding ways, and even to look at the world in completely new ways for us to say, the, the things that we always thought were lined up and would always be, God has a way of saying, it doesn't have to be like that. Power does not have to be power for power's sake. And the sense of lowliness does not mean you remain in a lowly state. But somehow God comes and brings us words of, of encouragement no matter where we are, and calls us to experience God in new ways, no matter our experience up to this point. And so as we heard a couple of weeks ago, this sense of the promise that was made to David in and about 1000 BCE. Now today we hear from the prophet Micah, writing in that maybe mid-700s BCE. So 250 years removed from the promise that was made to David, but still over 700 years yet before the birth of Christ, and yet Micah the prophet comes and unveils this new knowledge for us. And in the midst of that, lifts up of all places, Bethlehem lifts up this little town that somehow was going to find this acclaim. How could that be or, or why could that be? And what I missed far too often and maybe what even the people in Micah's day might have missed was what God was already setting up by calling forth the wonder of what would happen in this little, this little town. You probably couldn't even call it a city, but just this, this small little enclave of gathered people in Judah, Bethlehem. Now, there will be some people who will be very, very clued in on Bethlehem, and they'll understand it as saying, well, of course, we get the lineage because we have to go clear back to after Saul knew that the kingdom would be taken away from him, Saul as a king might not have known yet, but Samuel the prophet did, because Samuel the prophet was sent to the house of Jesse in order to find the next king. Well, Jesse ends, happens to live in Bethlehem. So Samuel shows up in Bethlehem to find the next king to anoint. 
and the sons of Jesse pass before Samuel the prophet, but none of them are chosen until finally they go out and they get the little brother. And they had to bring him in from the fields, and then Samuel realizes this is the one that God has destined to be king. Now, so many people would just say, let's just rush David off to Jerusalem, and that will be the place where we understand all the promises will hold now and forever. So even as we experienced a few weeks ago, the idea of the throne, of David's throne, David's lineage being established forever, almost everybody would have had the idea that that was going to be centered in Jerusalem. That's where all of God's promises would be made known. That's where God's power and might would come forth. So now the prophet Micah, talking to the people in the midst of somewhat tumultuous times. I mean, they are being threatened more and more during this time. And Micah comes in the midst of that and re-inspires, reinvigorates this sense of the promise for the people, but does not lift up Jerusalem. Instead, lifts up Bethlehem. We have to go back to the house of Jesse. We have to be taken back to when Samuel was there and all of the older sons of David passed by, fine warriors, strong men in their own might. But David, as a young boy, was called out of the pasture. He was called out of the fields because it was there that he was simply in charge of taking care of the sheep. He was not the warrior that was brought forth to be the mighty leader. And so already when Micah is giving this prophecy, this is the part that should just leap out at you when you hear this. That this one who is coming, this one that we would come out of Bethlehem, shall stand and feed his flock. And all of a sudden, we have this total re-understanding of what God was trying to do in calling forth this promise made to David, the great king. But we realize that when, that when Micah lifts up Bethlehem, that we're not hearkening ourselves back to the greatness of the mighty warrior David, but we're hearkening ourselves back to the fact that David was a shepherd. That David simply took care of, of the sheep, those who had no way to take care of themselves. And God says, that's the kind of king I need. That's the kind of leader. This is where the promise will be made known. And so somehow in God's time and somehow in God's way, everything that we might have thought about power and strength and might would have been centered in Jerusalem, which is exactly, exactly why God chose someplace else. God wanted us to realize, yes, the promises that I made to David are solid and secure, but you're going to live out these promises in a way that you weren't thinking about before. We're going to turn some things over in your mind. We're going to turn some things over in the world. And so you'll end up someday in Bethlehem. 
And of course, we'll hear a little bit, as you remember, as part of that Christmas story that we're told that Joseph and Mary go to Bethlehem because he is from the house of David. And of course, David's lineage is not traced to Jerusalem. It's traced to Bethlehem. But even Luke might miss just a little nuance there, or else Luke just hopes we're smart enough to catch it when he says that they're on their way to Bethlehem for us to understand that there's something different about Bethlehem than Jerusalem. There's something different about being a king than being a shepherd. There's something different about being visited by the rich and powerful and being visited by people whose hearts were just inspired to find God in a new way. In fact, part of that, when we think about that, how all of that lines up, we think about why David was even chosen. And we're never told that David was chosen for his military might. Now, he gained it. He, he learned it, and he had good counselors around him, and it was a part of his life, but it's not why he was chosen. He was chosen because it says so often that David was a man after God's own heart. Because the heart of a shepherd looks at a flock of sheep and does not simply see animals that have to be taken care of because they're simply not able to manage themselves. But a shepherd is someone who would lay down their life for the sheep. And so of all things, Micah would tell us, we're going to go to Bethlehem. You're going to see something mighty and new because it's told there that we would say he will feed his flock in the strength of the Lord. We understand that God's strength could come out and be there to inspire kings. But God's strength is also there for those who understand what it means to be a shepherd. And so when we hear these words that Micah throws in, words like majesty, we understand that in a new way. One who is to rule in Israel. There are so many new ways we get to understand what God is attempting to accomplish here for the world and maybe even for our own lives. And maybe because of that, Maybe because God chose not to go to the seat of power, but, but chose to find the most humblest of abodes. Maybe because God chose not to lift up those who already had power, but to invite in to experience the birth of Jesus of all people who was invited Shepherds, this is what God has in store. This is what God has in store for the world. A new way of understanding how God wants to be made known. This may be what God has in store for your life. 
a new way that God wants to be made known in simpleness, in humbleness, in meekness, in shepherding, in one of the little clans of Judah. And because of what God does, how we have seen Bethlehem depicted in art, in all of the wonderful paintings that are out there, in all of the ways that Bethlehem has inspired the arts, and in music, the way it captures what it means for God to truly want to enter into my life and make me witness something so powerful because I was able to witness it in such humbleness. And so as we go through this Advent time, as we live with such expectation of what God can yet do, of what God is still up to, we realize that, that my life in the midst of this world still has a ways to go, a ways to find myself ever more immersed in what God is up to. And we could preach a thousand sermons about that very thing. But in some ways, it can be summed up in one word. In one word, we can immerse ourselves in everything that God wants to experience for us this Christmas. That one word, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Let it inspire you. And now I invite Nola Richardson and musicians to come forward because this, this concept of Bethlehem can't be contained in the spoken word. It needs to be lived out in the arts. Come, let us be inspired by Bethlehem. <laughs>